0: triple-double is the accumulation of a double-digit number total in three of the five categories in the game. The most common way to achieve a triple-double is through points, rebounds, and assists.
1: Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome into the Triple-Double No Assist Podcast. My name is Justin Brewer. Joining me is my co-host, Cameron Effernan. Yes, that's me. Uh, back in the day, we used to run a website together called Heifer Brew, and the Triple Double No Assist was one of the podcasts that we came up with there.
0: It was a basketball podcast.
1: It's, it's all, yeah, it's all NBA news and stories and predictions, um, and we figured what better time to bring it back than now, uh, NBA free agency starting pretty soon, and we think it's going to be a pretty pretty interesting free agency period. There's a huge there's...
0: free agency class, one of the biggest in we've seen just in terms of talent, uh, one of the biggest, we've got Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, all hitting the market as unrestricted free agents. Um, Jimmy Butler, I believe, as well. Uh, I think uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell is a restricted free agent. He, yeah, so uh, Tobias Harris, unrestricted, I believe. But we've got a lot of good talent. Kawhi Leonard um, hitting the market. Toronto, the NBA champions. Uh, Katie KD and Clay speaking of both died in that series they both, yeah. not literally but one's Achilles exploded which was KD and one's knee exploded which was
1: Clay which Thompson. was Clay yeah and a lot of a lot of injuries in the playoffs this year um but yeah the two of them thought to be probably the biggest free agents, or two of the biggest free agents, yes, are both yes. now essentially going to be gone for the year.
0: So that kind of takes the king and the queen off the chessboard in a way. Right. It Which puts, makes no sense, but, you know.
1: It puts more pressure on, on teams when it comes to, like, Kawhi as well, I think. Yes. But then we've had a lot of other shake-ups in the league, too. Um, like you said, Kyrie Irving, free agent, he opted out um, after but, a pretty tumultuous year in Boston, I yeah. think it's safe to say. Uh, he opted out. Al Horford also recently opted out, which was kind of a surprise.
0: Yeah, he. I guess he was upset. Nobody really saw that coming. I was rooting for that, personally, being a Celtics fan. I know most Celtics fans weren't, but I was rooting for him to get the hell out of there because I was tired of his, like, 8 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists stat lines. And right. People freaking out when he had a 24-10. Um, Kyrie... What can? What else needs to be said? Uh, he was terrible for the locker room, the youth in Boston. Who cares about all that? That's beyond that.
1: Right, and then there was the, the huge Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis, finally on the Lakers. The Lakers uh, gave up almost, almost took, the entire team.
0: And it only took an entire season for it to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the makeup of the NBA we're in right now. The player empowerment era. Um, one of the, just in terms of talent, girth it's thick and wide in terms of free agency right now and um you know let's let's just get to it let's get to these predictions yeah so totally. can, let's talk about free agency baby um i'll just kick it off i don't think clay is gonna stay and i don't think Kawhi is going to the clippers and i say those two together because i think clay is going to end up in la Chilling with his dad, Michael Thompson, on the not the Clippers network because he actually works for the Lakers. He works for yeah. But either way, same building, um, and I think Kawhi stays. I think Kawhi stays in Toronto, signs maybe like a one in one or just signs full four year, hundred and eighty million crazy buckaroo type deal, mm-hmm. something like, like one of those huge superannices, yeah. yeah. And just chills there. So then, um,
1: why why Clay out of out of the two? Because the the big story with the Warriors is: Are they going to be able to keep both of one of or none of these two key free
0: agents? So I think KD realizes, and this is actually one I was going to go over later. Uh, maybe he might still get the same amount if you will anywhere else he'll go. Um, just. From New York, from Brooklyn, from wherever, but I think if he stays with the Warriors, you have an institution of winning. You have two of the best players um, in the NBA. I mean, two of the top five best players in the NBA on your team. Right. You can fill in basically with role players and and borderline starters with the cap space you get rid of with Clay. Uh, Clay is very good. Clay is a transcendent player, but and Clay is a great addition to a championship team, but I think that they can still be a juggernaut in a championship team with uh Steph and KD at the helm. Um I think you can maybe package Draymond for something, flip him for another piece, of another few pieces. Um and the Warriors are able to rebuild. I think keeping Steph obviously is the most important thing and I think keeping KD is more important than maybe keeping Clay. If you can keep all three that would be wonderful, right? In yeah, a perfect but, world, yeah. And you could you just go into the luxury tax for like, I think maybe the fourth year in a row now for Which, them. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I don't, I don't think they would care. They have a new arena they have to open up next season. Yeah, they but have... I mean, they
0: have to pay for that, and they all, you know, all the grand of the city pays for it primarily. But that's a whole other issue, right? Let's... So, what is your? So we, we, I think we have a five, four, three, two, one format. That would be my number five. Prediction. For gotcha. The free agency. What would be your number five? So,
1: so my number five prediction is that the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to lose Brooke Lopez and Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Um, they were the number one seed overall this year. They were the only team to win sixty games this year. And I mean, granted, a lot of it was around the MVP season from Giannis Antetokounmpo, who kind of just dominated the entire league for the entire season, night in and night out. But another key to them was, the, was this bench depth they had and these role players they had. And when Brogdon got hurt, I think it exposed a little bit of weaknesses in the team. Um, and Lopez provided a lot more than I expected him to provide on the, on the one-year kind of prove-it deal that he got with them. But Chris Middleton was also an all-star next to Giannis this year, and he's re- unrestricted free agent as well. Um, and I think that that's going to be, you know, it's going to be a problem. I think they're going to have to choose. Hey, do we want to keep the depth up, or do we want to keep a second second star here next to Giannis? Um, and I think when it comes down to it, they're going to covet that second All Star, and I think it's going to cost them a little bit depth. I don't know where where someone like Lopez could go. Um, I think, I mean, a team like the Lakers could use them, or even a team like the Kings. I think he'd be a good fit there because I don't think the Kings are going to keep uh, Willie Cauley Stein past this past this summer. But why would Brooke Lopez go to the Kings? I think the Kings have a good... What did
0: they show last year other than they had some promise in the beginning of the season and then just petered out towards the end and were objectively kind of the same team they've always been?
1: Well, the problem with them, I think, this last year was they acquired Harrison Barnes in the middle of the season before the deadline, and I don't think he moves the needle one way or another. But their big thing was Marvin Bagley started coming on really strong. And then he yeah. got hurt. And he ended up missing like the stretch run of the season after the All-Star break. And that is kind of where they started to fall out. And I think they ended up finishing finishing ninth or 10th in the division. So they missed the playoffs by a few games. But up until Bagley got hurt, they had really started to prove something. They kind of had a really good young, young foundation. And I could see that being appealing to someone like Lopez, who's now shifted his game almost entirely from being an inside the paint post player to stretching the floor and shooting threes, I think that could be a good spot for him because it's going to give him all of those open shot opportunities. He can clear the way and leave space for Bagley and for some of the other players to get into the paint and kind of work around, Um, and he gives them that extra shooter that they need in crunch time.
0: Yeah uh he's Brogdon' still too. hitting the same yeah
1: that's true too yeah you're hoping that he's gonna that he's gonna continue his his career high shooting numbers yeah um Brogdon too I think is like a low key I could see the Mavs going in on him um, there's rumors that the Mavericks are looking at Kimball Walker and a few other point guards that are available um, but I think Malcolm Brogdon would be a good like value choice for them because he's a player that doesn't always need the ball and if we watched it you know if you watched any Mavericks games they're going to want the ball in the hands of Luca. I mean, they shipped out Dennis Smith Jr. last year, who they took in the top 10 just two years ago. Yeah. And I and think that's... they, they realized, like, okay, Luca needs the ball in his hand. And I think Brogdon's the perfect compliment.
0: Well, was Brogdon an off-ball player in Milwaukee? I wasn't. He
1: did. He did both because um, they had Bledsoe too. Yeah. So
0: Bledsoe,
1: Bledsoe was the primary. They ran a lot of plays through Giannis as well, and Brogdon was a good like. Oh, he could run the second team offense, or he could play off ball and yeah, and catch those kickouts from Giannis, or or help relieve Bledsoe if Bledsoe needed to yeah to pass out. So I think that 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 versatility will play into into him being a good fit with Dallas, and I think that they're looking for someone like that because they know already they have to keep the ball in Luca's hands. Yeah, and I know they're
0: also looking at Kemba Walker, though, too. That,
1: yeah, that's the other... I think Kemba just needs the ball a little too much. I think that would be a bit of a conflict. Yeah. Especially if you're know. paying him, like, $150, $180 million. Yeah, but I think they can
0: coexist in that system. You have Luca on the wings running around and pick and roll with Porzingis and Kemba. Right. But,
1: outside of that, so now, uh, what are we on to, number four? So, number four, yeah. Do you want me to go? Yeah,
0: you go. Sure.
1: So, for my number four, um, I have that the Nets will sign Kyrie Irving, but they will not also sign KD. To explain that a little bit, the report coming out has been that the Nets only want Kyrie if that guarantees them, Katie, and now more than ever, it's been really, really muddled on what Katie's actually going to do. So I think the Nets take the risk, and I think they sign Kyrie, but I think they'll end up getting a second-tier free agent. So like by that I mean like a Tobias Harris, a Jimmy Butler, um, even someone like Nikola Vucevic that they can pair up with Jared Allen in the front court. Um, but I don't. I think they'll sign Kyrie because it seems like that's kind of a All but inevitable done deal. Um, But I don't think they're getting that second top tier, max level free agent. Yeah,
0: which would just be Katie, Clay, or Kyrie. Or or Kawhi. Yeah, or Kawhi. Um, Jimmy Butler, I know there's rumors that I guess Houston is like all in on getting him in. And I feel that's just the most hostile, like, just powder keg situation that's like when possible. everyone was like man
1: Carmelo's really gonna fix the rockets yeah
0: but i feel like you get like a hard-nosed dickhead to go with another hard-nosed dickhead to go with like what seems like a lax dickhead just none of it's gonna work out no, no I,
1: work out. I i think that houston is gonna really shake it up
0: like that in crunch time if they're down by one point they're gonna have three dudes fighting over the ball For who gets to take the last shot.
1: And it's not going to be like a (laughs) a behind private closed doors. No, no. It's like you're going to get tape of them on the sideline. Like you literally might
0: get a scenario like Will Smith and, or well, just the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where Carlton tears the ball from Will Smith's hands at the end. And just throws it. Where like, it's like Chris Paul tearing the ball from. Jimmy Butler's hands, or Jimmy Butler tearing the ball from James Harden's hands, or Harden tearing the ball from Jimmy Butler's hands, and all those scenarios, like, those are all in play. It's pretty easy to picture, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, so that's, I, that's what I think. I think the Nets get someone like a Jimmy Butler or a Tobias, but, um, yeah, so what did, you, what did you have for number four? Number
0: four, I say, uh, just continuing their streak of stupid moves, Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins goes to the Celtics. I think they just max him out, get another center in there to fill that void. And uh try to pair him with uh Marcus smart who he once tried to kill and uh, <laughs> just just really you know hunker down with a really shitty team you know just try and make it to the sixth spot get in the playoffs make it to the second round somehow and then lose and I think that's just what they're doomed to do for the next <laughs> four years or so
1: is that is that because of these these like bad luck situations with horford and Kyrie or is that the players, uh, No, to I see the think development that's karma or? from how they treated
0: uh, um, Isaiah Thomas on the way out. I think that's why they're losing the players that they're losing, and I think that's why they'll ultimately get DeMarcus Cousins, who will just be uh, the piece de resistance on the shit cake that is the Celtics.
1: <laughs> is there any other any other free agents that you could see going there? Or
0: I don't. I really don't. Um, I think that's someone that they could be clearing out that cap space for. That they're supposedly clearing out the cap space, because mm-hmm. um, I think right now they're at twenty-seven or twenty-eight million in cap space. Or so. Yeah, they're in the they're in
1: the top eight for franchises' yeah. cap space.
0: So, and uh, yeah, I think that's just that's that's who they bring in, Demarcus Cousins isn't he dead too or no he finished he
1: he came back i don't think he's healthy because he was playing through his like ruptured quad or something okay yeah but he did come back and play the last few yeah
0: all right and now moving on to number three uh i am saying the knicks get absolutely nothing going from originally supposed to have zion and kd and kyrie maybe to maybe just zion and KD to maybe just KD and R.J. Barrett to now I think they're getting nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think KD stays with the uh, Warriors. I think Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. And I think every other major, maybe outside of J.J. Redick, goes to actual contenders. Um, Al Horford is another one that I could see going to like a place like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them making a play... At like Kemba, but him just being like, no, I'm not going to just go from a. Like, he could go from New York to Charlotte and be in the same exact situation for like, I think, $20 less million less. Right. So just and stay so in Charlotte you, yeah, and just collect get the, the money the at, that dollars at that point. million um, at that point. Yeah, I think the Knicks get absolutely nothing, and it's just RJ Barrett and a squad of fucking
1: clowns next year. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, my number three is actually pretty similar. But I went the opposite. I think the Knicks are going to max out Boogie Cousins. Okay. Um, I think it, all the signs are there. Like you like you illustrated, they have all these huge aspirations as early as the midpoint of last year when Katie and Kyrie were photographed together. Yeah. All these people... At All-Star? At All-Star Weekend. Yeah, all the Knicks fans were like, here we go. They're coming to New York. We're going to win the lottery. We're going to get Zion. And it's just slowly... Crumbled before our eyes. It's been a calamity of errors throughout. It's been yeah. It's been like, what's the worst possible scenario? Okay, that's what it is. That's yeah. what's happening.
0: Oh, we maybe not number two, but a, but number three. Right. In the draft, it's, you know, like oh, it's a two horse race in this draft. Maybe there's a third and a fourth really superstar, but definitely number one and number two are superstars. And then there's a
1: steep drop off. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and they uh,
0: obviously fall to three.
1: And I didn't so write not it down.
0: Lakers go to four, but we traded it.
1: I didn't write it down when we were when we were talking about this, but what I think is going to happen along with the Knicks maxing Boogie out because they have enough space for two max players. Yeah, and I think like the the fan base is going to be outraged about this this misfire and another wasted season, basically where they tanked deliberately and it didn't pay any dividends. Uh, Harrison Barnes. We mentioned earlier opted out of his player option, and you think he's and I think Boogie and Barnes are gonna get the maxes from the Knicks.
0: So they their
1: starting five will be
0: Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox,
1: Kevin Knox, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, and Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins.
0: Uh, I would play Knox at the four and Barnes at the three. That's
1: that's like the most Knicks thing you could imagine, though, right? Yeah. Like you could picture that pretty easily.
0: I could see that team making the playoffs,
1: though. In the East, yeah. I mean, depending yeah, on other moves and stuff. In the East, I could see them sneaking in at a 7 or 8. But, like, Boogie and Barnes, those aren't $35 million a year. No. I
0: think Barnes would get, like,
1: 28. Well, that, his player option was around, like, 26, 27. Yeah. And he opted out. Yeah. So I'm going to be really interested to see, but that just seems like such a Knicks move to me. Yeah. I um, don't
0: see Harrison Barnes as a max player, though. I don't see anybody in the NBA seeing him that way, either. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so either. Or else the Kings would have made the fucking playoffs last year.
1: I'm st- I'm saying that's Bagley. I think if Bagley Bagley's healthy, they make it.
0: Yeah. Either way, I think Barnes should have contributed a little more. He wasn't that great. Oh, definitely
1: no hit. Um. But yeah, my so my number two, I have. I think Kawhi and Klay both stay with their teams. I think KD probably the most likely to leave out of the Warriors players. Um been so many reports about him being mad about how they handled his injury um it was originally like a calf strain that kept him out of a couple rounds of the playoffs he comes back says he's good to play they play him with no minutes restriction and he blows out his achilles in like 13 minutes and there's all sorts of conflicting reports about him being upset that they misdiagnosed him or that this happened or that there's a lot of he said she said right now even though he's yet to make an official statement on it he kind of just said well i wanted to play basketball i'm a basketball player and i wanted to help my team which, I mean, is what anyone would say in that in that spot. But I think all of this kind of is like where there's smoke, there's fire. And I could see him leaving and moving on. I don't know where because I think there's too many other things to consider. Like, I don't think he'll go to the Knicks. I think there's a chance he goes to the Nets. But I think a, a team like the Clippers makes the most sense because it keeps him in a major market like L.A. But he doesn't have to worry about, like, Oh, I have to shoulder everything that these Knicks fans are counting on, and I need to come back even better from this t- potentially career-changing injury. Um, I think a team like the Clippers—they have you know the Lakers with LeBron and every all the big flashy moves they're making—and I don't want to say it gives KD a chance to like get healthy under the radar, but I think um, it'd be a great spot for him to kind of rehab himself, come back, and then it's more of a feel-good story because it's the Clippers. Yeah. Um, as for Clay, I really just don't think that the team would let him walk. I mean, I don't. I think they'll back the truck up and be like, "Hey, you write the amount you want on this check, and that's your contract, and we're set." Even though he's going to be rehabbing an ACL injury, I think a lot of, you know, the the Warriors now it's gotten lost in the midst of, of them acquiring KD and building this super team. But the fun of the Warriors was always watching Steph and Clay as, like, the Splash Brothers and, like, that backcourt coming together and evolving and proving themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's something that the city and that all management is going to put value in above everything else. So I could really see them making a strong play to, to max them out to the highest possible degree to make sure that the two of them stay together at the least. Yeah. For So for, for number two, what do you have?
0: So for number two... Um, so I kinda have a hodgepodge of things that includes Katie staying, um, and Kyrie to the Nets. But the big thing I think is just the Sixers. Um with the Sixers, I mean I think they dumped Jimmy Butler and there's rumors right now that Houston's really like just in the mix. Uh, trying to get Butler to Houston. Now, whether that includes them getting rid of Chris Paul and switching him for Butler and having a guard forward mix-up of, you know, like a Pippen-Jordan type scenario and surrounding them with shooters, uh, whether that means they have to give up Eric Gordon in that type of trade, that would be unfortunate. But I think the Sixers keep Tobias Harris and try to get someone like Eric Gordon back in that trade. As well as maybe draft picks, things like that. But I think they're, I think they're smart to keep Harris and dump Butler, but also try and acquire some more in trying to get rid of Butler. A sign and trade, right? They would yeah created
1: churning tr- tr- him into more than just one player. And that's that's the only way Houston could make something like this happen would be yeah. through a well, sign and trade. Well, unless it
0: was a sign and trade where it was just straight up Butler for for Chris Paul for Chris Paul. Yeah, which I think would be something they would do. Um, because if you did that, keep you keep Harris, you trade Butler straight up for Chris Paul, you bring Chris Paul in, you play Ben Simmons as a straight-up small forward, Harris is the power forward, and Bede is the center, Paul is the one. Right. And you switch, find someone for shooting guard, maybe you finagle a way to get Eric Gordon in that trade or something mm-hmm. of that nature. That team, as much as I hate to say it, is... Possibly the team that gets Philadelphia over the hump. Right. Adding Chris Paul to something like that and him kind of in his twilight realizing that this is, that would be the best constructed team he's ever played on if he was with Embiid, Tobias Harris, and. And Simmons? Simmons and someone else and all that.
1: So then how do you think that Simmons and Paul would work together? Because Simmons is the de facto point guard. He handles the ball like He would 80% of the be, time.
0: He would be all around. It wouldn't be him being the point guard anymore. I don't think they'd be running that shit anymore. Yeah. It would be Paul guiding everyone, and he would be in the vein of like a James Worthy or something like that. Just getting up and down the fucking court as fast as he can. And just an athletic wing. And no one's going to be able to stop. Yeah,
1: which they should have been doing this whole time. Yeah. You would, you would argue, or you could argue.
0: Yeah. And so that's, that's I think, more sig- the Sixers build something, that the process finally stops being a process, and actually operates in the, hey, we need to do something
1: and do it now. Yeah, they spent a lot last year to get Harris and Butler. Yeah. So I think, I think a sign-and-trade with Butler where they get as much back as they could would be, would be a good way to rebuild that depth backup that they had, because that's, I think, what they were missing the most. Yeah, was that bench depth? They didn't. They were counting on five guys with no confidence that anyone else could come in and give them solid minutes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So then, my number one, my number one prediction uh, is that I think the Warriors are going to trade Draymond Green. Okay. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier that it's going to be really hard for them to keep all these players. Mm-hmm. I think um, Green had a really good playoffs. Everyone was like, "Oh man, Draymond's back." He. Famously said that he lost 20 pounds during the season because he was overweight and he was playing slow. Yeah, and I don't know if I believe that. Like, I think the Draymond that we saw during the year is how he's going to be going forward. Yeah, maybe where he punches it up and turns it on in the playoffs a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's just playing himself because he can the still team. he can still dominate a game as we saw in some of those playoff games. Yeah, but if you're if you're trying to build this team and you want to maximize like the star power and everything, then. You know the sacrifice has to be made on at least one of them. Yeah, and if they're yeah. going to try to realistically keep Clay and KD, I think that unfortunately Draymond's going to have to be the sacrifice. And I think they, I think they trade him to a team that's looking for for that type of I don't want to say spark plug because that's too played out, but like that type of player that can take over a locker room and be like that that leader championship, that yeah, that leader that can kind of motivate everybody. That lets kids know <laughs> what it really takes to get over that. Adds that fire, adds that, yeah. Adds those those intangibles, if you will. Exactly, because he's not always a box score player. No, no, he's not. But I I really think that it makes sense to me that the Warriors would trade him now while his values back up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, that's that's my biggest prediction, I guess, is that they're going to try to move him, or the story that is going to come out that they're thinking about it. Yeah, Uh, my number one,
0: my biggest thing I think free agency is going to be
1: D'Angelo Russell
0: returning to the los angeles lakers we can only now hope that magic johnson is out of the front office uh you have anthony davis you got lebron james uh granted genie bus is still there and pretty much everybody else that pulled the trigger on the trade all those yeah to the uh no i don't think palenka was in the gm i don't think that did that i think cup
1: traded him did not he no because it was magic was the it was the first summer of magic palenka was it? Yeah. And they traded him? And they okay. traded him to attempt Mozgov. Okay, okay, yeah. Kupchak so, like, signed Mozgov. That. Yeah, yeah. And then they, know, my, they yeah. threw Russell in as a sweetener okay. to Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, I thought Kupchak and Magic did, like, one year together, and then it was Polinka and Magic. Um, but, yeah, it, pretty much everyone else there that, that pulled the trigger on that is still there in the Lakers franchise, which makes no sense, but... I think if he's taking a meeting, I think they have players there now to convince him otherwise and show that LeBron and Rich Paul and all those folk are actually running the show now and not uh, Magic and Polinka and Genie Buss. Right, it's all now, those. Just like every other franchise, it's now the LeBron franchise. I think that's why he didn't work in Miami, is because no one usurps Pat Riley. <laughs> uh, and And. Miami LeBron wasn't the same LeBron that we're dealing with now. It's not mogul LeBron. No, definitely. like That's the end of that run is when he's becoming that, and I think that's why that separates. But I do think D'Angelo Russell comes back to the Lakers because I think they posit a good chance for him to win a ring and win a ring quick, and I think that addition, in my eyes, which right now the Lakers to me aren't, much of anything. I think adding someone like D'Angelo Russell, getting a third piece, and then just surrounding them with role players and such, uh, minimum contracts, veterans, that is a championship
1: team. I mean, I agree. I'm I'm a huge D'Lo fan. I'm a pretty big Lakers fan. I was really upset that they traded him. Um, honestly, I would love to see him come back, but I don't think it gets to that point. I don't think he makes it that far to where he clears two unrestricted free agency. I think the first day, we're going to hear about a team like Minnesota or Indiana or even even your Celtics, I think, might sign him to a huge offer sheet, and then force the Nets' hands, where the Nets have to be like, "All right, well, are we going with this Kyrie thing, or are we re-signing him? Because we have a day now to decide, or we have two days to decide." Yeah. And I don't I don't think he'll get to the point because the Lakers are working with about twenty three million or so in cap space. If Davis waves his trade. His trade bonus that he's supposed to get, which he probably will, which he probably will. Um, it'll come closer to twenty seven, twenty seven million annually, which is about what Russell is going to make as, as his max. Like his max would be twenty seven million. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to make it that far. I don't think the Lakers, if he gets signed to an offer sheet, the Lakers are going to be pretty pretty much stuck. Yeah. Um, and I just I really see him not lasting that long. I think the Nets are going to be put in a hard spot, and they're going to have to either either shit or get off the pot, so to speak, and they're going to have to make their decision quick. Yeah. And he's going to go, I think he's going to go to a team like Minnesota or Indiana where maybe there's not as much cap well, space. I want say
0: Minnesota too, but I just don't think players give a shit about that. Like, don't, nobody wants to go to Minnesota. Well,
1: I mean, he's best friends with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, but I don't think so he there's wants at least to live that.
0: in Minnesota and play eight months out of the year in Minnesota. He I, just th- came I don't from know. Brooklyn and Los Angeles. Now right. he's be like, yeah, I want to go fucking live the rest of my f- the next four years in Minnesota.
1: I can't wait to spend my prime in Minnesota. Yeah, no, no I not know. An I NBA think, player says that. I think the lore of him playing with a friend might be might be up there, but yeah, I'll be I'll be interested. I think Indiana is probably the best fit. For him, especially with Oladipo coming back, I would like to see him go to Indiana if he's going to go anywhere. That
0: would be cool. It would be cool to see Indiana actually pull, like, a real free agent and do something because it's kind of the mecca of American
1: basketball. Otherwise. It's all, yeah, it's... You have that legacy, you have that history, yeah. and he'd be the perfect complement with Oladipo in that it's, like, it's
0: kind of like white mecca to basketball. It's, I should take that back. It's, Indiana's like, New York's the mecca of basketball. Let's be real. I shouldn't... I should, yeah, don't don't be the garden. Yeah, no, not the garden. I'd rather just, just New do, York. Just New York. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's for trash year. for so long now that it's just
1: like I get it that it has that mystique, but uh, you know, let's be real. <laughs> so, anyways, that was our top predictions uh, for this NBA free agency for the first few days. The free agency starts in about a week. Um, after a day or two, we'll come back and kind of see how we're doing, see what the landscape is looking like. Um, and until then, thanks for checking it out. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Okay.
0: A triple-double is the accumulation of a double-digit number total in three of the five categories in the game. The most common way to achieve a triple-double is through points, rebounds, and assists.